Ninth episode of the Bass Music Podcast. Very special guest today, AJ from Dream Boy Audio. But, 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 but first, uh, some unknown. This is Mysterium from Wavecraft Collective. Got about an hour of new releases for you, and then I'll hit you with the interview, and then I'll hit you with a mix. All right, here we go. You're listening to the bass. Featuring Rhinoceros. Again, Killick from the Bay, song called Wook Flu. Here we go.
Next up, we got a Minnesota song called Reality. And this is the Brick Squash Remix. Brand spanking new. Also, if you missed it, Minnesota just did another chill the fuck out mix. It's available on his SoundCloud. featuring Brother Nature.
Next up, we got SFAM and Buku. Song called You Heard Me.
song called Rumble. Alright. Here we go. Not even released yet. It's a treat for the
glimpse over the edge it's out on rust music this is actually a couple of the songs from a little ep he released
All right, next up we got Tigress. Song is called Eye to Eye.
Next up, we got Thought Process. The song is called From Scratch. Throwback.
forget it. Let's move.
people's face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through. And when it is done past, I will turn in a hurry to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain.
This song is called Big Boy. All right, here we go. of them on of their soundcloud tracks next up i got an interview with aj mauser from the dream boy audio team got it ah technology hear me yes sir i i had to accept the permission to record before it would let me speak to you so ah yes dude i like I like your uh, little neon glowing Dream Boy audio logo back there. Oh, that's dope, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, you know Kyle Deneen. I'm going to plug Kyle. Kyle okay. Deneen from, uh, um, he's the artistic visionary behind WhatFest. Oh, cool. Yeah, he actually, uh, he hooked us up with that, um, one of his pieces. It's, uh, I don't know, I have it here in my office now. I just have it cycling. It's on, it's got several different like uh color functions um but it's uh it's super cool i actually leave it on uh so like i'll do i'll do meetings for my day job I'm, like yeah. this completely unrelated audio stuff and, uh-huh. like they'll see that and they'll be like what's that and i'm like you, you have no idea <laughs> <laughs> oh cool. this club thing i don't know right right uh i'm actually gonna get my uh my this is how i turn on my second monitor oh <laughs> It's so it's so tight to my uh, the shelf above it, but I'm gonna get my little questionnaires uh, up here so I can have a general uh, 
timeline. Uh, I basically, to start, I just wanted to ask you if you could kind of describe your background in general, I guess. So my background, so people, just just to be completely aware, like I'm 40 years old, so um, Uh I hang around a bunch of young people, so uh, keep that in mind. I started um, in 2005, I started in the electrical industry. Um, and uh-huh. pursued, uh, pursued an IBEW um, journeyman electrician's card. Oh, so yeah. I, I did that for six years. Um, once I wrapped that up, um, I went back to college to study electrical engineering and uh, basically um, wrapped up an electrical engineering degree at the end of 2014. And um, I've been doing um, that's basically my education background, but my day job, I do, um, I'm a safety consultant i basically um, oversee a business that focuses on electrical safety um nice and engineering studies but got a team of engineers all over the country it's a lot like it's a lot like doing production work like my team's all over the country and like i'm yeah. trying to work and, um, yeah. so they it's a lot of similar skills between that and dream boy but Heck um, yeah we funny how that yeah. has worked out yeah yeah the uh kind of the project management side of that and just uh i don't know i would say kind of you know the desire to learn and build things uh, was a really good fit for uh for the dream boy project so it's been a it's been a fun uh fun challenge and fun experience kind of growing that business heck yeah man um i'm curious too did you ever were you ever a musician at all yeah really no i uh I've never. I don't know how to use CDJs. Um, I hey, barely if any consolation, I've been a DJ for <laughs> nine years now, and I don't either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit embarrassed to be, you know, when I when I'll tell my customers, like, you know, I'll, you know, I can bring CDJs, and like, I can even set them up, but like, don't ask me to use them to sound check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Leave that to That's the other boys. Um. Well, cool. So, when when did you first come up with the idea? When did you go from like, okay, I just want to go to a show, then you evolved in thinking and and were like, I think I can actually like do a better job or something. What was that a factor? Were you thinking like these shows yeah. could sound better? I know they can. A, a little bit. So a, a yeah. little bit of history of Dream Boy. So. Um, yeah, please. Dream Boy actually started with uh, with three of us. So myself um, was really kind of, uh, I was kind of an afterthought in the whole process. But, um, my business partner, Adam, actually, he's the, it's his brain baby. It's his brainchild, I should say. And um, cool. he and I had been going to um, going to shows. We've, um, the first show that I ever went to was an excision show. And uh, okay. that was in a really yeah. small venue. And um, my God, was that just overwhelming. And um, yeah, <laughs> so we, we, we did that a few times. Wait, then, what, uh, when was that? I'm sorry. Uh, that was in uh, my first my first uh, base show was in 2013. Okay, um, Cleveland uh, Excision in Cleveland at the House of Blues. Oh, and, cool. Uh, yeah, so I mean, and it was just absolutely overwhelming. I had never seen or heard anything like that. Yeah, like, yeah. So, I was a, I was a huge Transformers fan, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> the time Excision was doing like this crazy <laughs> opening sequence with like this 
sampling of transformer noises and i was just like whoa like yeah this is cool. then, like got all the black boxes and i was just like okay so yeah um, adam and i've been we've kind of been going to shows for i don't know about two years and then he got the idea he's like suck um it'd be cooler if they had bass so he actually came up with the idea he's like i'm gonna buy us i'm gonna tote it around to different uh to different music venues and different um edm nights and just see what happens and wow um so he did that and then uh, he's like you know i feel like this could be done bigger and uh so he started talking with our with our other business partner kenny and, um they came up with the idea of like actually having a business um, um they were like yeah, well the yeah. two of us uh, kenny was live kenny lives in atlanta and um mm-hmm. like well i can i this sounds like fun i would like to be a part of this so i kind of tossed my hat in the ring and i was like yeah i can you know i, I think i'm a good fit for you guys and uh, yeah. i think we can all do this we're all doing music together so we started yeah, the business yeah. um the cool thing was, was we had planned on buying a bunch of um, a bunch of Yorkville's Yorkville twenty-one inch speakers, uh-huh. and because uh, Adam already had one, he's like, let's just buy more of these. I was like, all right, cool. Sure, and then sure. we ran into um, we were at a Borgor show in um, in Columbus, and it was uh, a PK event, and uh, Adam and I had on uh, these black PK hats from um, Grassroots California. Yeah. <laughs> And we were talking to the front of house guy and he was like, Hey, you know, you guys, you guys got these hats on. So like we started buying those two shots and hanging out. And he was mm-hmm. we told him, Adam kind of ran by, Hey, we're getting ready to buy a bunch of subs and, you know, kind of do this too. And he was like, Oh, you should buy PK. And we're like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, but we found a way to make it work. And, um, wow. Yeah. So it just kind of all kicked off from there. And, um, it's awesome. Yeah, it was it was super cool, but it's really been it's been cool to just kind of grow the whole whole business and our capabilities and oh my gosh, um, yeah, yeah, it, it quickly turned into something much bigger than what we ever anticipated it to be. Yes, um, our, <laughs> <laughs> our very first show, um, very first paying customer, I should say, yeah, um, was this group in. Uh, uh, where was this? Uh, Birmingham, Alabama, Soma Entertainment. I think it's Soma. I might okay, be wrong okay. on that. But uh, they were doing the, uh, uh, there used to be this artist, uh, Bass Nectar, and mm-hmm. he would do these uh, big New Year's parties. And he, uh, this group was doing the pre-party and after parties. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Dude, so I was probably very, there. Our exactly. very first show was a G. Jones show. I was and, literally there. Oh, <laughs> so you, you remember this dingy old warehouse, right? Yes. 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 It was like, was it like the car, the car place? It was like a car. Yes. Yes. A, a yes. weird, a weird yes. retro. Like it was yep. very, very unique. I'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it was not in a good part of town either. No. <laughs> very no, nervous. Very nervous. Um, but yeah, so like that was our very first show. Like our very first wow. customer was we're these guys. And man, That's we're crazy. We were in so over our heads. It was insane. I don't even know how we got that job. Adam actually sold that job before we even had our equipment. And then our equipment ended up getting stuck at in customs. It was just like, oh my God, is this stuff going to get here? Oh no. <laughs> oh, Did you guys fly like, down there? No. So we ended up driving all the equipment down, but it was supposed to get here in like October and it didn't end up showing up oh, to like the did second you week. Have to, did it have to come from Canada? Yeah, it did, but it got oh, stuck. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's it was wild. Not hey, well, I couldn't tell that there was some newbies doing sound that night. <laughs> I could well, not it was, tell. Uh, it was a first go, that's for sure. And, wow. I mean, it was a good time. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, that, but it was weird. that actually... We were, we were using like extension cords and everything. We didn't know anything. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> what was it like? Uh, having G Jones and Epron was no that wasn't with Epron. It was just G Jones. It was G Jones and Ill Gates. Yeah, and it was Ill Gates the second night. Yep, that's right. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it, it was interesting, man, because like we were huge fans, and it was just like, mm-hmm. oh man, look at this. And, um, no pressure. Nope. Yeah, not at all. Right. <laughs> like, don't mess it up. Right. And we thought we were because like, man, we, we honestly we kind of got hosed on that deal because we. We were sold. We were told that it was going to be like 700 people. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, we got a PA for like maybe 900 people. Like, yeah. We figured out. It's like, and then they just, they oversold that venue. I think they sold like 2,200 tickets. Oh my and, God. And like, we, it, it was, we were in the situation where it was just like, by the time the headliner came on, we had no room left in the PA. And it was just like, we were oh, we were pushing everything harder than there were lights blinking and like things were overheating and I was just like please don't break please don't break please don't, break, please don't break just go find the fire extinguishers and be ready <laughs> yeah and nothing I mean that is to this day I've never felt an amp get so hot as I did that night wow <laughs> I, that's I thought crazy. for sure we were gonna melt stuff oh my gosh yeah it was, it was wow. a good time well that's perfect that just answered my question of what was your first gig i had no idea it was that yeah i, neither mean, did I figured we. it was like a little house party or something you guys <laughs> practiced with uh-uh well Crazy. we set it up in our in our friend's warehouse and it was like oh okay we got it to work and we sound checked like a thousand times with lavender town and it was just like <laughs> to this day i could not hear that song and not be in that warehouse it's like all right here we go oh my god <laughs> Uh, well, I did the, I did a deep dive on your Facebook, on the Dream Boy Audio Facebook page, going oh, yeah. like, I went all the way back to the beginning, and, oh, um, <laughs> and I saw that you guys did an early show at the Mock Bee, um, <laughs> which I've played at, and I love yeah, that I love venue, that. dude. That's one of That's my cool. all-time favorite little venues. The, oh, yeah. uh, it's like a old uh they used to do um what was it it used to be a brewery basically um yeah i can't imagine sound was easy that night uh that's that's a really weird sonic challenge it's it's like a tunnel it's a tunnel basically a brick yeah it's it's a base cannon is what it is yes (laughs) uh, you know the the good thing about that venue that it, it is a tube, but it's, it's there's nothing at the back, really. So it's like mm-hmm. everything just kind of shoots out the back. And there's not a lot of primary reflection. So it's not terrible. But getting gear in and out of there is terrible because you have to carry it up those steps Ooh. on the side. So Yeah, I forgot about that. Those were those were not good times. We um, I'm glad we don't have to do events there anymore. We actually, yeah. uh, somebody asked us a few weeks ago to do an event there. I was like, I'll come hang out, but I really don't want to carry speakers in there. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it's, it's a tough uh, one. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, um, I would like doing events in Cincinnati, but just not, not there. 
I feel it, man. Uh, another one I noticed that you did was a show with my buddy Adam Langoff, um, oh, yeah. Magnetic, out in the, out at the Mousetrap. Yeah, that's an interesting story. Oh yeah, <laughs> is it a, a podcast worthy story or? Oh, uh, for sure. Oh hell so, yeah, let's hear. It. Hold on, hold on. Let me. I gotta. I gotta grab something real quick though. All right. Holding. All right. <laughs> I'll be right back. Dude, I'm glad uh, this this is actually this is my first Zoom Zoom meeting, um, like interview wise. Um, so this is actually a test run. Okay. Um, I'm hoping everything sounds all right because I tried to set up my like legit mic as my audio feed, so it should sound crispy. Yeah. So Adam Langoff, nice guy, by the way. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Him, his wife is lovely. Um, if you're listening, yep. thank you again for the opportunity to work with you folks. Um, so here's the story behind that. That was actually an EPROM show, right? Yes. And, uh, that show for us, um, so my business partner, my business partner, Adam, it's mm. uh, up uh, that Adam and he says, hey, you're doing a, yeah, this is Adam hits him up like on Wednesday. He says, hey, I see you're doing an EPROM show on Saturday. He says, I am. And uh, my Adam says, well, EPROM is like one of my friends really, like it's his favorite artist. And his, his name is uh, his name is DJ and he's a yeah. music producer. Um, and he says, Saturday, we were going to come over and go. We were going to come over and watch EPROM because uh, it's, it's it's DJ's bachelor party. But DJ's a producer and, you know, loves EPROM. Yeah. And my Adam says to Adam Langoff, he says, I want to come over, but that show would be way better if you let me bring my PK sound system in there. <laughs> and, and Adam Langoff says, well, that's awesome. He goes, but I don't really have the budget to do it. And my Adam says, that's okay. I'm willing to do it for free, but you got to let my friend DJ open. <laughs> wow. And Adam Langoff says, this is the most unprofessional thing anybody's <laughs> ever asked of me. I literally have to bump somebody to make this happen. My Adam says, yeah, but you're going to make it happen, aren't you? <laughs> and he did. <laughs> he did. Uh, thank oh you, Adam, for, for that. And um, wow. we got there and, um, you know, we had a good time. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure um, everybody did. Yeah. Every, everybody did. Uh, Adam, Adam Langoff was a little concerned because we were a little bit rowdy. Um, we're not allowed back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey. Well, that's the how bar you roll, staff. Man. Did, uh, the bar staff did not appreciate us. Um, the next day, uh, when we went back to um, and uh, if Kaz, if you're listening, my Kaz. So we have a technician works with us. Uh, oh, nice. Kaz, uh, different Kaz, not you, different Kaz. But he, Eprom mm-hmm. uh, um, actually ended up leaving a bottle of scotch in the green room that night, and my Kaz took it back to the hotel room and uh, <laughs> polished it off. And um, yeah, that was an interesting. Uh, the no- next day was pretty rough for him. I don't think he's touched You're listening scotch to the again. Bass music podcast um, but with cash yeah, so oh went back the next day to load out, and uh, the bar staff was there, and they were just like, I thought they were going to stab us or cut <laughs> us as soon as we walked in the door. Um, 
And then we went right next door uh, when we were leaving because there's that little head shop right next door, right? Yeah. And uh, apparently we had rattled some things off of their wall. So... Oh, no friends over there either. Yeah, we didn't tell them it was us. We were... We got I was going to say, did they find out you were the sound crew? No. I don't know. Not until but, this podcast. Uh, <laughs> They were they were cleaning up some broken glass when we got in. Oh my god! I was like, Ugh. wonder who those people were that did that. Wow. But yeah, that was a good time. We talk about that show frequently. And, oh uh, my gosh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I was trying to think of where me and you met. Um, I know was, where we met. Yeah. Yeah. Where was we it? met at? Um, our friend David Timko did a show. Was it um, Elevation? Was Elevation. And, okay, um, yeah, where we were uh, testing the structural integrity of the building. Exactly. Yes. Yes, the, uh, Levitate played that show. And uh, yeah. that was another situation. I had, I had been dying to see that guy. He had a song. He had a, a collab with that uh, that one dude we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, called Chasing Heaven. And it's like mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs ever produced. Yeah. Uh, I had never seen, I had never even seen Levitate on a bill. And uh, mm-hmm. David announced that show, and I was like, yo, I want to come to this show. And guess what? That show would be way better if we brought a PK sound system. He's uh-huh. like, you're going to bring a PK sound system? I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to. Because I want to see this dude on one, <laughs> primarily. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's crazy. So that's how I met you, and that's how I met David. Um, Wow. David's still a good homie. And then I saw you just a few weekends ago at David's show. So Yeah, yeah. Full, full circle, right? Yeah, I was there doing my renegade projection mapping. But, uh, yeah. And that was before the the overtaking of LED screens. Yeah. Back yeah, well, I think we're going to get back to that projection mapping because they have laser projection mapping now that's, like, super bright. Well, yeah, I was going to, that, that was like back in the day when you, I just showed up with a bunch of pieces of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> Good times though, right? Hey, exactly. Um, so how, when did uh, Lost Lands come into the picture? First year, buddy. First year. <laughs> Heck yeah. I, I was yeah. there helping set that shit up too. I was putting lights up out in the parking lot, those 50,000 lighting towers. Yeah. So how did you, how did you get connected up with Lost Lands? Uh, PK. So we oh, okay. you know, PK used to do production work. Um, yeah. So like PK. Do they uh, not PK, anymore? No, they do not. PK is a manufacturer only. So they they have a couple um, of really good technicians that will still go around to events and help um, and help with um, you know help with making sure things sound right and the equipment's you know there to support any technical issues and. Yeah, do a little yeah. bit of like customer, um, you know, because they're you know these guys know all of a lot of the artists and whatnot. So mm-hmm. PK is you no know, PK and Jeff. They go they go way back. So oh. and text. Well, yeah, I guess since ways. they're both the old Canada boys. Yeah, yeah. So you no know, PK will send some representative send some representatives down to the Lost Lands and other big events. You know, just make sure that the the transfer of power, if you will, is going smoothly. But, Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they they no longer do production works. They strictly manufacture and sell um, sound systems. Hmm. And but they we got leave. linked up with them because they needed they needed help. Oh uh, um, wow, that's crazy! They needed help, and 
they needed help and we wanted to learn. So yeah, um, we showed up and started pushing boxes around and plugging things in. And So did they just add your subs and everything on top of their system or did you have your own stage that you ran or how did that work? So the first year we didn't bring any equipment out. Okay. Um, you were purely just there just to, just to push boxes just around and plug man, things just in. Just manpower, yeah. Yeah. Um, the second year though, um, the second year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the second year we actually ran, uh, we brought a bunch of our equipment and by that time we had been able to essentially find out um, other small production companies that had uh, similar gear to ours. We were able to kind of source it all together. And uh, we were, we actually did all the sound camps the second year. So all six stages. So we got some gear from PK um, or PK supplied some gear. We supplied some gear and we built all six of those sound camps. And then, and then we're responsible for running them for the weekend. Um, and that was, uh, I mean, that was, uh, that Lost Lands is like production boot camp, man. Like, yeah. I'm not talking like Air Force boot camp. I'm talking like Marines or Navy SEAL boot camp. I mean, yeah. it is. Oh, dude, I have a buddy. He, he would, he would drive, drive forklifts. They'd have him doing like 36 hour shifts, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I try to avoid. Uh, I try to avoid. I, <laughs> I, I kind of white gloved it this year, so I wasn't able to go do load in. But Kaz, uh, shout out Kaz. <laughs> yeah. Kaz went and did all the load in, and we actually had a we had our own stage again this year. Um, so I like to keep all of our gear uh, for that event in one area, so it doesn't get strong yeah, replaced. I can't imagine. Yeah, and make sure you get it all back. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's a, it's a, there's certainly a learning event. I was there for the volcano fire. Dude, isn't that, that, the volcano, like, playing during Destroyed, like, is one of my top five musical moments ever. Yes, ever. That's going to be hard to top. Baby steps. Yeah. (laughs) There's actually a really interesting article um, where, uh, that is, that's Excision, Downlink, and KJ's talk, right? Yeah. There's an article that came out shortly after where somebody interviewed um, interviewed Downlink, and he mm-hmm. was giving a, like a play-by-play of what was going on on stage once they realized oh. the volcano was on fire. Yeah. Uh, it was like, Jeff was like, look, the volcano is on fire. And they was like, should we stop? Should we stop? And like, no, just keep playing. <laughs> So those guys just kept rocking. Like, they knew that what was going on, but they were just, like, straight screwing. metal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was, oh that was awesome. Oh, that'll, that'll go down in history for me. Yeah, same, dude. Same. Um, so then when did uh, what festival come into the picture? So I actually, um, I met the one of the founders of what fest brian um, yeah. shout out ryan mckee if you're listening and for for those listening what festival is the name of the festival yes it's what yes. then question mark yeah that's that's kind of like bonnaroo how they name their stages which stage and what stage yeah there you go there you go yeah so uh i actually met i met ryan mckee Mm-hmm. Um, at Lost Lands, and, oh, uh, nice. he, was, he was hanging out at my buddy Anthony's tent, and uh, Anthony's like, "Oh, this is Ryan." I was like, 
And Ryan's like, hey man, I heard you do sound. I was like, yeah. He goes, I need it for my festival. And, uh, I was just like, who are you, dude? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are you? Like Everybody okay. needs sound for their festival. Yeah, here's my phone number. Like, Yeah. Then like, it came through and I was like, legit wow. lineup. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, so we did, uh, we did their sound for them their second year. Um and last year so hopefully we'll uh, we i love working with ryan he's uh heck yeah he's got he's got vision um and yeah (laughs) every time he comes up with an idea i'm like you want to do what and then it works (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) do you want to do a festival where (laughs) oh my (laughs) junkyard (laughs) yeah dude (laughs) dude i was so impressed with how they handled last year's uh absolute torrential downpour in the middle of the Saturday, like, or yeah, Friday, I forget was... which day it was, but it was a very, it was quite the test of oh, yeah. production staff, and I, I applaud you and, and everybody else that had to put their parkas on and and trudge was... through it, man. That was uh that was scary. I, I those clouds get real dark real fast and like I was yeah. I ended up leaving the festival to go try and find tarps to cover things up with and like I went to an automotive store and they didn't have anything. Oh but no! But right across the street was a, a, a Sherwin Williams and I went in there and uh, they just they had all kinds of drop cloths up yeah. like this is exactly what we need. <laughs> Give <laughs> me no all sooner, of it, all of yeah, it. Yeah, we. I no sooner than got back and like it started sprinkling and it was just like go time like get everything covered and it was yeah. glad we did like we there was a there was a little damage done but um, yeah it was, so, it was okay. Have Things you ever back, had but, like a, a loss like a financial te- technological loss from weather events? Weather so during that event we had a little we we didn't have an immediate did we? We ended up losing one speaker that day, but uh-huh. it might not have been because of water. I can't quite put mm. my finger on if it, if it was water or something else was going on. No. Um, but no, not really. I have, I mean, it's really, this year was kind of the challenge for that. So like that event and next weekend we were at a festival and it, it rained really hard too. Oh and, man. Uh, like our, our equipment's not waterproof. It's kind of like, weather resistant yeah but, um, yeah but it's always it's always nerve-wracking it's like because every oh, all of yeah. our speakers have built in amplifiers so it's like oh. you have the amps kind of like out there and you're just like oh don't die don't die don't die don't die yeah so. oh my gosh um so, so clo- close geographically to the columbus what festival uh is interstellar that you guys did down in cincy yep how was that yeah, that's that's another good one. Um, Shane and uh, Brandon and their crew, amazing team to work with. Yeah, um, they've got big plans for this year. I'm um, looking forward to continue working with them. Nice. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge for us as well. Um, you know, supporting their growth. So that's one of the things that we've been focusing on is how do we support our customers and their growth. You know, um, I I noticed that on your website on the pk or on the dream boy website is that you guys are branching into promotion mm, um, we did a little bit yeah yeah that i didn't know you guys did any of that that's that's cool yeah. we, we we tried that you know when we first started this it was just like well what do we want to do do we want to yeah we kind of had this idea that 
we would that we would organize events and um, you know be promoters and yeah. sell tickets yeah. and you know kind of work with other promoters and um, you know it was just too much work. Um, there's a, a way more work goes into promoting than I ever thought. You know, you, oh my gosh, yeah. I think every but, DJ has that trajectory that they quickly divert from when they see how yeah. hard it is. <laughs> Selling tickets is, is is an art, and I don't it, care what you just you just can't be like, oh well, I'm just gonna get a nice lineup and the tickets will sell. Like, yep. man, that's not it at all. That does that's not how that game works. No. So we got away from that pretty quickly. I was just like, look, our our uh, our skills lie in setting up speakers, making them loud, um, not yeah, in selling yeah. tickets. So we got away from that pretty quickly and. Oh, I'm kind of glad we did. <laughs> I feel it, man. Um, I noticed that you guys work a lot with Ignite events. If you want to speak to that, how, how you guys started oh, yeah. connecting with them. Yeah, Chad, Chad Smith, Chatty Daddy, if you're listening, we love you, Chad. Um, so that's another interesting kind of situation. You might start to hear kind of a... Uh, uh, a pattern here so mm, yeah we had been um there was a liquid stranger show in mm. columbus at nice. uh at scully's yeah and um wow. chad was liquid throwing the stranger event. played scully's oh yeah this was like 2017 okay yeah early yeah early 2017 yeah. and um we had uh we wanted to go and uh, we wanted to, you know, at this time in our lives, Adam and I were just like, we want to go do everything and we want to take our speakers with us everywhere we go. You know, like, oh, yeah. Like a kid with his puppy, right? Yeah, so exactly. We hit up Chad and I said, hey, man, um, I want to come to this Liquid Stranger show. My name's AJ. I'm with Dream Boy Audio. I've got a PK sound system. I want to come to your Liquid Stranger show. I want to bring my speakers. And he's like, you're going to bring a PK sound system in here? I was like, if you'll let me. And, uh, <laughs> He's like, wow. okay. He's like, I don't have this in the budget. I was like, yeah, but I want to come to this show anyways. So, like, you know, we worked out a super sweetheart deal. Yeah. And um, that's how I met Chad. And uh, we've been doing, uh, we've been doing events with them. Shortly after that event, we tried to do a, uh, we tried to do a G Jones show. Uh, G Jones uh, went on tour and was like, yeah, let's let's book G Jones. And like, we we booked that show with Chad. And like, that's where we learned about. You know selling tickets and how hard it is i'm just like yeah no we're yeah. done with this so um actually i have we did a whittler show too and i actually yeah, had notice actually i have as a reminder right here on my whiteboard wow. very first very first ticket we ever produced oh and, my uh, gosh keep <laughs> that right there that's cool <laughs> I keep it on my whiteboard so as a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what we do. <laughs> the roots. Yes. The roots. Uh, yeah, so we started working with Chad and he kind of fell into a deal. There was a there was a festival in Michigan that got canceled and um uh, all the artists were already in the Grand Rapids area and uh, uh he ended up booking a bunch of them to do the very first bass country. Um, yes. And then we, we just kind of started, we, you know, he reached out to us for support for that uh, brand going forward. We didn't do yeah. the first one, but we've, we've done all but one of them since then. And so, yeah, it's been, 
been great supporting his vision, um, growing with him. He's got another brand, Detroit-based city. Um, those are super, super cool events. Um, yeah. They are actually in Detroit um, at this um, venue called the Russell Industrial Complex. And it's like, dude, it's Detroit grimy warehouse. Yeah. It's, it's like... It's the stuff things like it's legends are made out of this place. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's insane. And like no we love going in there and setting up big sound system and just just you can't break this building is the yeah. awesome part about it. <laughs> <laughs> like you could a, a bomb could go off and this building is just gonna keep going. Oh my gosh. Well yeah, that leads me right into my next question. Did you guys do stuff for movement festival? Did yeah, you so do we, something there for movement? Yep. So we did a we did a two night uh, after party for movement. Um, the first night was with Ignite. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot of dubstep. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think Snails and Downlink played that event. Nice. Snails definitely did. And then the next night, um, the next night was all um, movement. Got all folks from movement. So I think Golf yeah, Pipeline all, played it. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, it was it was super fun. Like. Hearing, hearing that kind of music on a big, big sound system was oh, just like, yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> you can't help but move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. And like they, the, night, the second night they took down the LED wall. So it was just like, um, just like lights and some lasers and like, like yeah. super, super vibe. Heck yeah. Um, well, the last event that I wanted to ask you about, it was a cluster that I yeah. think only happened once or twice um we only did it once i feel like it only happened once and it was supposed to happen again but yeah i'm i was uh acquainted with the guy that threw it um and it was like a super homegrown festival and I think it just got to be I, I don't know if they sold enough tickets to make it happen ever again yeah I, I, I think there was, was I'm not entirely sure um, it, I know it didn't sell too well it was I loved doing that festival it was like yeah cool um, it was in a cool location it was kind of difficult to get to yeah um, but you know it had a really good lineup um, yeah not a lot of not a lot of people ended up showing up though so I, I think the ticket sales were you know, not quite what they were hoping for, but um, which always surprised yeah. me for that lineup. Yeah, I know it was really good. I, I just think getting out there was was uh, a difficult thing because, like, it was yeah. really was it was kind of hard to get to. And yeah, uh, but Rick is actually um, he's the um, production manager at Other Worlds in Columbus. No way. Yeah. So oh, all the cool crazy. stuff that's going on there is as uh, is kind of his idea. Like he. No. Hey, that's pretty so sure cool. he pretty sure he books the artists that come in and out of there. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, that yeah, he's. I know he's got I a big hand in all of that. I haven't talked there. to him for years, but yeah, I met him in Pittsburgh. So that's mm-hmm. that's cool that he's doing stuff out in Columbus now. Yep, he's other worlds. So it's uh, he's 24 seven other worlds and oh uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I have. I have a question for you. What? Well, I'm just curious, I guess. I I shouldn't phrase it like that. Um, But I'm just curious about what it was like to work with huge, absolutely huge artists like Bass Nectar, like Excision, Liquid Stranger, Rusko, Nero, 
Um, do you have any, like, did you have any interactions with them that, that are memorable or, or like, a, like a favorite out of those ones that, uh, I mean, I'm sure yeah, so. it's hard to quantify <laughs> a, a ranking, but. Yeah, so there's all of those positive experiences and, and you you hit on the big ones um yeah you know doing the doing the bass nectar shows you know those were those were a learning experience man that's like oh, um, yeah. i can't i can't uh i cannot overstate how how much i learned and how how great it felt to be a part of that team and you know oh yeah uh, were yeah, you providing the, speakers for that no, you were so just we, well we did a little bit yeah, yeah. We, we, there was a few instances where, where we sent some of our equipment, but yeah. um, we helped out a lot. Um, the New Year's shows, you know, were always um, so. The thing, you know, yeah. the thing with PK Productions was that they don't have a really big team, and yeah. um, so their their staff uh, in the United States is, you know, really a lot of it. It's not just guys that come in from Canada, so you know, they would they were always needing help and they were always short-handed. So there was, you know, once we kind of proved ourselves. You know, they were like, "Hey, you know, you guys are already coming to these events, anyways. Like, come a few days before and help set yeah, up, and yeah. um, you know, work a few days." And um, the cool thing was, like, with the um, especially with the Bass Nectar shows, was like we would we would go work the few days before, and like our deal was, "Hey, we're gonna come work, come do load in, build the build the PA, but like we're not working the event, we're not doing yep. loadout. Give us that so we would, baby. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it was even better than that because like we had you know we were we would go for sound check and then we would go and save seats for our friends so oh, like nice. we would have like the last two years we ended up saving like 40 plus seats for all of our friends like in the prime location so um uh-huh. it couldn't have it couldn't have gotten any better you know and like and i would you know i would have gladly done that show for free um yeah but you know, yeah. you know we were we were making some money to go do it so um, but you know, working that event was working those events were was really special. And um, yeah. honestly, the most the most memorable uh, event with the big name stars was probably um, the last freestyle event that Bass mm. Nectar did in Denver. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but the uh, the second night at the end of the first night, this, the, the, so between night one and night two, they ended up canceling the event. And um, because there was there was an issue with the venue, um, wow. and they they canceled the event. Like Saturday morning, they was like, "Oh, the show is canceled for Saturday night and Sunday." And they didn't really have a plan. And um, yeah, so we're all there. Um, I was there in a, in a visiting capacity. Like I was not working, had not planned to work the event. And um, I'm I was at the Airbnb with all my friends and they're all like what what's gonna happen i was like i don't know and uh so you know we're all seeing this all unfold on social media and i still remember to this day there's like one of these like um i don't know there's signs that they pull behind trucks that they use on construction sites and it's like light up use it for traffic and it says base nectar like canceled i was like oh no and uh, i just remember seeing that like my heart's thinking it's like all my friends are here and like we're all here to do this really cool special thing and like now yeah. it's not happening and uh, so I called my, I, I called my contact at, at PK, and he's, 
uh, he's the vice president of, of, uh, of PK. And I said, yo, man, I was like, what's going on? I was like, it sounds like you guys are having some issues. And he's like, he's like, you're here. I was like, yeah. He goes, is Adam with you? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I want you guys to get to the venue right now. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, we're moving this show today. And I was like, all right, cool. Oh, so I was like, Adam. Oh my like, God. Yeah, I called Adam. I was like, Adam, I was like, we got to right now. He's like, where are we going? I was like, we're going to move the base nectar machine, dude. Like, it's going somewhere else. <laughs> and um, that's crazy, bro. You, my friends overhear this conversation and, and they're just they, like, all, they're like five year olds on Christmas morning and like Santa Claus has just literally plopped down the chimney and they're like, you guys are moving the machine? I was like, we're doing it. <laughs> oh my God. I felt, like a, I felt like a superhero for all my friends in, in that uh-huh. moment. I was just like, so yeah. we we ran to the venues. I mean, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and like, it was just like tear everything down. You know, it was just like get the entire sound system and get no LED panels, but get enough lights to do the family photo and get a few lasers. Like that's what we're doing, and we're moving it to another arena. And then uh, so we tore it all out. Uh, and the next morning we went into uh, the next morning we got to the uh, new venue at 7 a.m. and I think we sound checked by 11 a.m. So we built wow. that whole sound system four hours from scratch. Um, shout out to uh, the boys at PK uh, and yeah. their uh, Trinity Line Array Technology for making that possible because I don't know how that else was going to get done. Um, yeah. But yeah. That crazy, stuff did exactly crazy. what it was supposed to do. Where, what venue did it move from to the new venue? Um, I forget what the name of those venues are, honestly, because yeah. there's so many venues in Denver. Oh, I yeah, think one of them was true. called First Bank. I think it was First Bank Arena, but I can't. I think it was the Denver Coliseum that it moved to. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was. I know the the original venue was First Bank. Um, I just remember loving that he did like down tempo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was cool. Um, Liquid is always amazing to work with. He's such a super nice guy. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't really. I, um, the Nero show that we did, he actually only he showed up like 15 minutes before his set played and then rolled out. So like he had, I, honest, I was hoping wow. to get to meet him and, and I didn't. But yeah, um, everyone else we've worked with has been uh, super super cool. Um, I've never had a never had a bad interaction with uh, any of those big name artists. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this is going to be a ridiculously difficult question, but could you give me a top five sets that you've ever seen? Man, I would have to say. Most of my, you know, I'm most of my fond memories of live musical performances um, really all go back to bass nectar shows. Yeah, um, I, and, I feel it, man. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Red Rocks 2015. Uh, oh, Deja, Deja Boom. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the. Uh, the New Year's where he played uh, Lights, that was amazing. Um, yeah. Mimi um, Page singing Butterfly Live. Um, yeah. You know, those, when I think of like my favorite music performances, you know, that those, you know, call me narrow minded, uh, but I'm, I'm okay with it. 
Um, I, I respect you know. that you <laughs> that you still hold it in your heart and and haven't well, fucking I, shut it out completely. You know, for me, it's like the art and the artist are are two different things, and the memories. You know, like when I would go do, you know, for the longest time, like I was traveling around the country with, you know, a large group of people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we'd all go together to do this thing that nobody was compromising on, right? And it's like, yep. I, it's hard. It's hard now to get four people to agree to go on vacation. But like, I could. Yeah. We would get twenty, thirty people. You know, in two Airbnbs, and nobody felt like they were compromising, and everybody was doing exactly what they wanted to do. Yep. And you know, it's a whole weekend experience, and you're seeing your friends, and you're making memories, and you know, there's only, you know two hours of music each night and it's like but there's 24 hours in the day that you're that you're making memories and hanging out with your friends and you know we all rallied around that cause and um so for me that's really what that was about and you know there's it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really hard to um you know to to top that um mm-hmm. one thing i am super super excited about um, I would say in my top five music experiences was uh, the event that we did this year. Um, yeah. so we did the we did the three nights uh, in Atlanta with the Mersive team. Oh and yeah, dude! Really love those guys. Big fan of the Mersive Music Project. Um, yeah. Shout out Anderson, Andrew, if you're listening. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys again soon. Um, but yeah, I'm super gassed about uh, about that whole project and their vision and what they're trying to do and, and create. Um, and it's special, man. Like, and again, I'm re- I got goosebumps just kind of thinking about it. But you know, <laughs> what they're doing is is cool and it's unique and it's it's fresh but familiar. If yeah, I guess. yeah, that's and, a good way uh, to put it. You know, it's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to doing to doing whatever we can with those guys all the time. So, dude, yes, uh, working real hard on that. Hey, well, I believe in you, man. Um, Thank you, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I mean, from day one. <laughs> uh, is there any other people that you're keeping an eye on? Any other artists? Um, up yeah, so I mean, I. I I've I've got uh, you know I've I've got some homies that I that I've heard. Of. I'm a big fan of the Cuckoo Project. Shout out Rob, if you're listening. Wait, who um, was it? Who was it? Buku. It cut out. Oh, Buku. He's he's yeah. a Pittsburgh homie. Oh uh, yeah, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of, of uh, David's music project too, Luminous. Oh, yeah, Luminous. Um, oh yeah. Just he's had got him cute. on the last podcast. He's got his Dave's got such great vision, and he's such a genuine, authentic, and just great person to work with. Seriously, um, there's also another kind of underground artist who doesn't play out much, even really release music much. But um, a guy named his music name is Unk U H N K. Dude, um, I heard oh, that he's coming back. Dude, his music is yeah. his music is awesome. Like, yes. it's like. I have like this playlist of songs that make me want to drive my truck through a crowd of people and like half of them are his tracks. I'm just like, yes, more please, more please. Yep. Yeah, dude. He's got that. uh, He was in the Ill Gates school of wubbery. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's got talent, that's for sure. So, dude, yeah, those are that's who I'm keeping my eye on. And you know, if you look at my SoundCloud playlist, like that's that's what you would see. You would cool. see Mersive, Unk, uh, Luminist, uh, and Buku. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Stranger. So, um, yeah, buddy. That's well, that's where my head's at. Hey, I love it, man. Um, where where do you see Dreamboy Audio going in the future? What what's next? Good question. So we've we've kind of got some growth plans in, in the work. Um, yeah, I'm not at liberty to speak too much yet, um, but I feel it. I feel it. It was a shot. Tried. Everybody always needs more speakers, and we're, that's what we're that's what we're aiming for. So yes, shows um, are not getting smaller anytime shows soon. Are not, shows are not getting smaller, and uh, I want to build bigger sound systems. So heck yeah, um, that's. You know, like I said, the uh, the Interstellar Music Project or the Interstellar Music Festival this year is going to be a um, it's going to be a big one for us. That'll probably be that's going to be our our big show this year, um, cool. and so it's going to be a big learning experience for us. But um, mm-hmm. you know, um, we just want to get into bigger events like that. You know, we we have yeah. we have a sound system now. Um, and we've learned we've, we're basically maxing out our, our potential with what we have, so we need a bigger yeah. sound system. Um, trying to get a bigger one and figure out how to pay for it. <laughs> time, time to get a bigger boat. Oh, I know. It's, uh, I know. That's, that's the problem. And you know, it's so far. You know, to date, a lot of this has been. You know, it's been a business, but it's also been it's been an outlet and a hobby for all of those who are involved because everybody involved has a full time job. So yeah. You know, Man, it's I got been, mad uh, respect for you guys holding that down, man. God damn. It's, it's been, um, you know, it's kind of scary thinking about, um, you know, what the next phase looks like, you know, you know, what the responsibilities are that would, that would come with that. And, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. nerve wracking and, you know, it's so, you know, we're trying to figure out the best way to navigate that. Yeah. Um, it's certainly a work in progress and we've got, We've got high hopes. Let's, let's just say it that way. So the dream keeps going forward. So exactly. Yeah. So one thing I love working about Adam, he's got uh, Adam's got great vision, and he's 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 always got good ideas. Yeah. So um, he's a dreamer for sure, and you know he's got a vision for this company, and you know my role in this company is to try to help him achieve his goals and. Um, you know, hopefully make make some money along the way, but um, yeah, no, that's what we're working towards. Hey, well, I just got the ball rolling on something again that I, yeah. I keep. Uh, I just always press this idea back into the back of my mind. I, I try not to let it come up because I will just fall into the black hole. But I I got a. A promoter interested in uh, the Solar Eclipse Festival I want to throw nice. in 2024. Where do you want to do that at? Are you allowed well, to say? Do you want to take that offline? <laughs> dude, that's the thing. I am because I want to I am in your same boat where I I don't like promoting. <laughs> I at this point, like I would rather put the idea out there and if I'm supposed to profit from it in the future, it'll, it'll happen on its own. But that's going to that's going to like the path. 
like right here through Ohio. That's like, what I'm saying, dude. Like somebody is gonna do it. Somebody's yeah. gonna do it. Uh, Cause I don't know. It's it's like just asking for it, man. So I just yeah, we, I'm just starting to poke the bear. Yeah, the bear. There's a lot of people are thinking about that. So I'm, I'm cool. really hoping that I'm really hoping that one of our partners that we currently work with are got something in the works. So. Cool. Um, That's what I, I don't like to I hear. Have any insights, but I don't know. I mean, you know, Ryan, Shane, you guys listening? Like, that's what I'm saying. Know. That's that's why I'd rather get it out <laughs> in the open because I just like to weasel the ideas in and start to get people talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I I I am I'm in the same boat. Like Solar Eclipse Festival in Ohio, like right here in our backyard. Like, let's do it. I know, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we got to compete with the uh, the Oregon Eclipse Festival. They did seven stages over seven days. So naturally, we have to do 14 stages over 14 days. <laughs> Listen, I have a full-time day job, and they only give me three weeks off a year. So I don't know that that's going to happen. <laughs> hey, that, that's a week for prep, three yeah. days, four days for setup, three days for teardown. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, last question to close it out. I'll let you go. Um, if you just want to real quick plug like what Dream Boy Audio can offer for an event uh, for any promoters listening that yeah. need world class sound. Yeah, well, I, I think you I think you hit it. So um, we are a smaller audio production company. Um, but we are currently supporting events up to 5,000 people um, pretty successfully. Um, DJ gear, line array system, uh, front of house, uh, backline. Um, we can we can do it all. Um, so, and if we don't have it in our inventory, like we know how to get it. So, um, you know, we're a good source for the for the PK experience, and we really truly try to you know keep up the. The reputation that they had with, uh, you know, just an overwhelming, you know, immersive sound experience and right. So, you know, loud in all the right places, right? So our goal is to have shows that are really loud, but that you don't leave with your ears hurting and ringing. So yeah. Um, so we're, um, I'm not amazing at running a front of house console, but uh, uh, our techs are pretty good. And um, you know they things sound really good, especially especially when they're running in them and they're they got things dialed in and they're they're really focused. And we go to yeah. a venue a few times and we figure things out. And it's just things just progressively keep being, keep getting better. So yeah, I'm curious, how many subwoofers does it take to shake five thousand people? <laughs> how much money you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, we oh. we've been known to to. to be a little heavy-handed uh, uh-huh. when it comes to sub deployments. Darn. Um, there's uh, not a problem um, that more speakers doesn't seem to resolve in in, in our world. So whether that be uh-huh. from a coverage perspective or SPL perspective, um, so more speakers is the better. So we're normally we're normally trying to work within somebody's budget. I um, feel it. But I mean, honestly, for five thousand people. Um, you know, ideally we would put like, I don't know, 30 or 40 subs together. And Ooh. um yeah. Mm. <laughs> we like get we, them ratchet straps out, baby. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if I don't know if you were at Interstellar this year. No, but, uh, uh-uh. I think we had thirty-five subs there, and that was a pretty big venue. I think it's like hundred and ten feet wide and two hundred and twenty feet deep. Wow. Uh, we did we did a, a small delay setup, and that mm-hmm. whole that whole venue sounded great. Um, so, you know, that's. Uh, that's where we're at, man. But you know, there's not many events around here of that magnitude. So, right. short of, you know, once you go from the small club shows, um, you got, you know, things like What Fest. Um, I think the daily attendance there was like around 2,000 people or yeah. so. Um, not super big, um, right. but you know, once you get up into that, you know, there's not a lot of events, you know, between 800 and 2,200. You know, once you get beyond that, it's like Lost Lands. So, yeah. It's hard to find that middle ground. Yeah, there's just not a lot of events like that. That's kind of you know, that's kind of what's going to be a challenge for us at at Interstellar this year. Is it is kind of that next level. Um, uh, so, gonna have to get bigger speakers from from somewhere. I'm we know who to call them. You'll find a way. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. I promise you, we can figure it. Out. Yeah, that's the spirit. All right, when well, well, you got any more plugs or anything? Any more yeah. shout outs? No, I wish. Um, let me see here. What's um, your uh, What's your next show? Our next good question. Our next show. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the rest of my team. So I mentioned mentioned my business partner Adam Williams um, and uh, Kaz. Kaz is a big supporter of our vision, and he's been. Um, He's been doing events with us for a few years now. Um, he's Kaz is amazing. He's got a lot of growth. Um, Kenny Jones, Robert Wright, our other business partners. Um, don't get to see them out too many shows, but they, they are um, a big part of our success as well. Yeah. Um, let me see. Our next show is going to Hawaii next week. So Ooh. my calendar's full. Of all Can I hop things. in that luggage? Hey buddy, I'm going. I'm going solo, so feel free to feel free to hey, come. Heck yeah, man! Uh, looks like Detroit based City is our next show, and that is um, April twenty third. Nice. Yep, April twenty third. Yeah, so we got a little bit of time off, uh, cool. which is fine with me. So, yeah. I said I'm going on vacation next week, and my day job's pretty hectic right now. So, I'm okay with taking a break before things pick back up for the summer and yeah. keep going. Well, heck yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm yeah. Looking at my calendar now. I'm getting notifications. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's always good seeing you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Unless you show up in Hawaii next week with me, hey, I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. You never know, buddy. You <laughs> never know. Hey, man. You, if you fancy a trip... I'll be in Kauai from next Friday through the following Wednesday. So it's um, amazing what one tab of acid can do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's going to get you to Hawaii. Maybe two or three. Get there in here, buddy. In here, I'll be there. No. Well, I'll be sharing pictures on social media, and you can you can be there with me. How's that sound? That sounds good. I do love your photography, man. You're oh, man, I, thank you, you got a good eye. Good eye. I, I appreciate it. I, uh, I yeah. My, my day job asks a lot of me, and you know, I, I travel a lot for my for my day job. So, you know, I take my camera with me everywhere, so I don't oh, yeah. I feel like I have something to do. So I'm not spending time in the hotels. Team Nikon, 
or Team Cannon? Sony. Oh, Sony okay, okay. See you. Sony see fam. You. There you go. All right, man. Well, I think that's all. That's all she wrote, man. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, Kaz. Uh, maybe we do this again in the future. Look forward to seeing you, bud. Yes, sir. Maybe next time we can delve more into the uh, sonic details of how your rig works and everything. Oh, sure. More questions. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds Chat good, buddy. Man. Take Peace. care. Peace. All right. <clears throat> again, that was AJ Mauser from Dream Boy Audio. Next up, I got a mix for you that I made for Tipper and Friends 2022. This is an all original mix. This has music that spans my whole freaking career practically. It's music from like six, seven years ago all the way up to unreleased IDs. All right, so without further ado gonna send you out on this all original cashmere mix for tipper and friends all right
You're listening 
Godzilla. He's back, huh? This is like War of the Worlds. Music Podcast.
you for listening to the Bass Music Podcast. Hello.